Oh, so bad. So hard. Bump, 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 bump. Yeah, but it's really hard with this thing because it always comes back. <laughs> One shake equals two sounds. <laughs> yeah, like throw it, throw it. That back stretch that I did right before the show not only hurt my back, but it hurt my chest. Oh, heart attack. On the podcast, I don't know how to stop anything. <laughs> oh, no. Everything just records the whole time as I die. Uh, I say post it once you figure out how to do it. Just give it to somebody who can figure it out. I'm sure I could do a, uh, some Google searches and figure out how to release things. Anybody can do the research and figure out how to do it. exactly what I'm doing. It's very very easy most things are it's like the conversation i had at work with my manager yesterday it's like i i work hard yes but i am nothing special i think it's just kind of like the bare minimum so just give the goddamn bare minimum at least (laughs) at least give the goddamn bare minimum no it's a workforce you gotta give just less i said at least so the least that you can do is just look up some information yourself and figure it out for yourself that's not that's not doing anything extra it's amazing how much how often people are willing to just ask questions instead of trying to do any amount of research for themselves but sometimes that research means questions it does. I'm just saying if there are sometimes where there are things that I have to do ex- in Excel when I'm working that I forget how to do or that I'm just not really familiar with and I Google stuff like that all the time. I don't spend much time on the work internet, like on my computer internet at all. But if I do, it's usually something like, how do I do this in Excel? I'm going to say this. I think it's because, because I'm the exact same way. I am doing everything I can to not have to talk to someone about my situation. Like if I'm forgetting how to do something or trying to figure something out on a computer, for example, I am Googling for at least two days yeah. before someone is being contacted. Like, hey, can you help? And actually, it's never going to happen. There's no contact. That just doesn't get fixed. <laughs> like my car. Hey, God damn it. <laughs> that just felt really easy. I'm sorry. It was really easy. All right. So well, my new goal <sighs> is to get that car done and it's going to be snazz-tastic and you're oh, going to be so happy. Be snazzy. I haven't dr- that I'm car a is- body guy. I can get it snazz-tastic. That car has been sitting around for over three years not driving. Oh, my gut hurts. Uh, does the truth uh, pain you? <sighs> no, it's been... First, my back hurt when I stretched, pre-show stretch, then my chest, and now my belly hurts. So everything just... Uh, got stretched out a little too much i'm taking the back my back always hurts when i stretch i always do a you'll notice i always go ow and i do that every fucking time i stretch why there's just some muscle like at the right side of my back that always right at the end of the stretch it just goes gets real tight all of a sudden and i gotta go every fucking time spasm yeah um it almost happens every time i lay down flat on my back as well spastastic i gotta spaz up and then i lay back down and i'm fine but I think maybe I pushed some poo around and now things are. You got poo launched in a weird wobbly. place? Did it move up to weird. your chest? I 
feel weird. <laughs> Do you need to poop again no, before we get? No, I don't feel like I have to and... poop. I just feel like stomach pains, and we're just gonna move on. Well, we should get this started first. Okay. Welcome to Couple of Critics <laughs> Podcast. I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. Oh. I move poop around in my gut all weird. <laughs> and now I feel weird. I do. I feel strange. I feel strange because I moved poop in my gut. Uh, what if I broke blood vessels in my belly and now I'm bleeding to death eternally? Has anyone's poop ever killed them that way? I'm sure someone's died from pooping. From pooping? I mean, th- uh, we have to be specific because obviously you could get so backed up that yeah. you could poop. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone just having such a dehydrated, sharp shit <laughs> that when it's moving through you, it literally <laughs> slices you open and then you get sepsis and die. I'm going to say it's one out of ten human beings that happens oh, to. Wow. <laughs> Those are some numbers to stay away from. I, I was going to say, I know you can get septic, like you said, where it's like the poop is getting into your bloodstream bloodstream, and into your body in places it's not supposed to be getting to. I got poop in my nose, <laughs> poop in my nose. Oh, everyone's got a little bit of poop in their nose. They got many people scratch their ass and then pick their nose. Well, I know of one I'm in one particular. <laughs> oh, is there two in this room? Probably. Yeah. I was talking about you, though. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's me. I wasn't throwing myself in there. One time I was working at uh, a certain place and uh, a co-worker who I believe came up on the, a previous episode as well. Okay. Uh, said, my brother told me he saw you scratch your ass and then smell your finger. And I was like, and I think he like expected me to be embarrassed. And I was like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> okay there are certain things that that happen when like you're younger and you're like that's embarrassing but i think that there's a thing that most people do and that is a scratch and sniff because you want to know where you stand it's like checking your breath it's like whatever it's i rub my taint and give myself a good sniff and go "Ooh, extra scented today and then give the hand a wash do you think you need to give it an extra good t- uh, smell if it's already bad? No, I just want to know how bad. You just want to get in there real tight. <laughs> it's like it's like when a fart is really smelly. You're like, oh, that's terrible. But you're kind of like, oh, that's terrible. Well, it sounds like that is a reason to get mafic. And <laughs> according to the Book of Lost Words, mafic means... To celebrate in an extravagant, rowdy manner. I get I get very mafic about my devastatingly stinky farts. Did I say it right? Mafic? Yeah. Correct. The drunken like, wedding party took to the dance floor to mafic to the electric slide. That doesn't sound good at all. Uh, is it spelled like magic with an F? Two Fs. Oh. Mafic. Love it. I don't. Sometimes these words are kind of weak. <laughs> yeah, they are. That one was pretty weak. Ooh, this is one I'm very familiar with. with. I'm going to pull out a second word because I like how this is. Give it to me twice. This is Koreantism. Koreantism? Koreantism. Spell it. Uh, or just show C-H-A-R-I-E-N-T-I-S-M. it to me. C H A R I E N T I S M. I will also show it to you. Okay. But I'm reading the uh, pronunciation. All right. Kiri, Kiriantism, Kiriantism, an insult concealed as a friendly joke. That's something <gasps> I am extremely familiar oh with. Oh my god! I sure wish I could pronounce the word better. Can I see the pronunciation section? Absolutely. Uh, I practice in Kiriantism every fucking Kari? day. Kiri, 
That's what it says. Kiri? Look. Kiri. You said Kiri. Kier. Okay, so it's like key. Kirientism. Kirientism. I practice in that every, every oh, day. Oh, yes. An insult concealed as a friendly joke. She told him she loves his dad bod, but he suspected this was merely, okay, you need to hold the fuck back because dad bods are where it's at. <laughs> Period. End of conversation. <laughs> that's what women say, but I just don't believe it. Are you kidding? I mean, Look that's at- what they want. But it's not what gets them steamed up. Look at what most... uh, It happens on TV all the time. It's always some guy. It's some rotund motherfucker with a nice looking wife. You never see a TV show. That's written by nerds who uh, wish that was their life. That happens all the time. No. You don't... You hardly see a, a, a handsome, fit guy with a nasty woman. That is rare. With a nasty woman. You are much more likely to see a well, nice-looking woman why would that with ever a nasty happen, man. Yeah. Because the other way would never happen. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, then why are you yelling it at me? I don't remember. I just want to be angry. I, mean, I can tell. So, Sam, <laughs> why are we here? Oh, fuck. It is my episode, isn't it? Ah, uh, today we're listening to an album, everybody. You saw the title of the episode. You heard the last... Uh, Maybe you listen to the end of the episode. Yeah, I still figured that one out. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. There's it no was way. fun. There's it no was fucking fun. way. It was fine. There's no way. We'll see. Uh, It'll be bad. We are here to talk about the second time I brought this band to the podcast. Tools Undertow. Well, that was a weird way to say it. I don't know what I'm doing. My stomach feels weird, and it's not like poop. It's like pain. Yeah. Do you like, need? To take a pause and no. take some rapid release or fast acting, whatever the fuck it's called. Tough acting to acting? Correct. Isn't that for my feet? That is for your feet. <laughs> Maybe that could help you. Any, anything sprayed on my feet can only do good. Well, it seems like it. Lysol. <laughs> Lysol. Lysergic acid. And I think that's the stuff that makes you trip. Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett. You can pour him all over it. Poor Lyle Lovett all over. How do you make that a country song? Was Lyle Lovett a country Poor guy? Poor Lyle Lovett all over it. Yeah, he was married to, what's her goddamn name, Julia Roberts briefly, and no one understood. That was a situation where a beautiful woman was with a nasty looking man. <laughs> it was a very similar situation. Let's see. How do I explain that one? But he, she was a fan. That's what it was. She was a fan beforehand and then was like. Oh, this guy's a fucking dweeb. And then some... Do you think he was a dweeb or do you think he rocked that cock? Okay, no. Here's what it is. I think he rocked that cock. He might have until someone who was devastatingly handsome who also rocks the cock came along and she went, Oh, fuck this goofy looking guy. I'm going over here. You don't even know anything about it. You're just being mean and hateful. I'm not being mean and hateful. I'm being realistic and unknowledgeable. <laughs> Clearly, a woman will marry an unattractive man. No problem. I know. It happened. It happens all to the me. time. You're stupid. <laughs> You're more stupid than you are ugly. <laughs> because you're not ugly. That sounded like some curiosity to me. Oh, that was that was just straight up, bro. <laughs> I'm not playing games. Nothing's being... <sighs> 
glossed there's, over. There's no there's veil. No, there's no, there's no pre- veil. No, there's no pretending here. All right. Like I'm I a said, warrior, heart to heart to win. We are here to talk about 1993's Undertow by the band Tool. We're in the 90s, baby. Usually our year is 1994. We're in 93. Eh, it's around the same area. I'd say it's, 93 it's is all that same awesome. sound. This motherfucker has gone platinum three times. So this is in. The zeitgeist this of the world. In this, the is zeitgeist in. of the world. This is in. We're just gonna start the fucking album now. Uh, the first song. It takes a while to get into it, so we're just gonna talk until all of a sudden it goes. But it's called intolerance, and I I don't know what it's about. Have you already started it? Yo, yeah, it's playing. Yo, yeah, MTV. Hello, and. Here, real soon, all of a sudden, you're just gonna be like, Jesus Christ! Let's just stay silent. What the fuck happened? Apparently, it disconnected from the Bluetooth, so it was kind of a what the fuck situation because it was just playing through your phone randomly. That was stupid. I know. Ah! <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I had it working earlier. That was strange. Did Sorry, you take everyone. it to the bathroom? With you? Oh, I didn't think about... That's what it was. That's what it was. I walked too far away. You walked too far away and you kept poking your belly and you're like, is that poop way up there? <laughs> and it shot out of the side. It's in such a weird place. That's such an interesting sentence that I'm not going to forget for at least the next hour or two. Uh, let's be realistic. 20 minutes. I was going to say, memory for us is not a strong point at all. No, so it's fun when we try to call each other on stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so should we just accept that the other one's just always wrong? <laughs> no. Or, or just go, cool, when the other one says something? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more comfortable for me. Play stupid. When I started listening to this album for this podcast... I reconnected in a way that I did not see coming. Well, you did say that you got Woo! you got your minimum listens in in one day, right? Yeah, I yeah day one day, one. three listens easily in one one day. I was jammed because I know we did opiate before, correct? And I love opiate, but on this listen, I think I've decided that Undertow might be the ultimate Tool album for me. Well, it is their debut album, correct? No. Undertow was the... Or Opiate was the first album. Oh, really? Yeah. For some reason, you read things and they, like, credit this as the first Tool album. I don't know if it's because it's, like, first major, major release. It may be the first major release. But to me, you cannot throw Opiate to the side at all. It's not like the first Slipknot album where nobody listens to it. Opiate is in... Well, People listen to it. when we listened to this previously, it was just someone putting it on YouTube because it wasn't on any of the streaming services. And like right after we did that, it was released on streaming services. Well, no tool was on any streaming. Yeah, services. that's what I mean. Yeah, so it's like, and then, yeah, it was maybe a month after we did that episode, all of a sudden it was like. Yeah, every fucking album. Here you go. So I don't know if that has to do with it or if it has to do with how it was released and how it was recorded, but I do feel like the sound quality is better on this. Uh, I'm going to say it's a little bit of both because okay. that first one, it's a little tinnier. It was recorded with less equipment, like better equipment. No, not as good equipment. That's the words I should be using. And then this one's the... But the same person, like... Uh, recorded it, Sylvia Massey. You know how I do my 
every once in a while do deep dives on like who recorded it and who mm-hmm. mastered it and stuff. Sylvia Massey did under or opiate and undertow and a bunch of stuff, including like Joe Satriani, Exodus, The Jacksons, Slayer, Oingo Boingo, Donovan, System of a Down, Melvins, and uh, Reba. She, she mixed. No, she recorded, mixed, and engineered whatever. Love Roller Coaster by Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was on the Beavis and Butthead. So very '90s and '80s. And I've got to say this for the people that I know that listen to this: Green Jello's stuff earlier in the day. She actually met Green Jello while working at Tower Records. Was introduced to the dudes from Tool, and through all that Bill Manspeaker, Maynard, Hollywood stuff, she's involved in all of that. So, when I'm doing research, all of a sudden it's like on Wikipedia. You go to it, it says from Green Jello to Tool, and I was like, "What? What?" So, a little bit of interesting backstory there. I could probably find out even more interesting stuff, like when she recorded with pickles, the literal food. She hooks up guitar cables through pickles and plugs them into amps so they get more feedback. Like the sodium in the pickles gives it more feedback or something. There is a page on TikTok that does something like that. Oh, yeah? But they will hook up. I don't know. It looks like it's like little clamps. Okay, I know what you're talking about. And hooks them on just all different kinds of like vegetables and just different things. And it's like, today we're going to play this through a mushroom. And is it when they're actually like playing? Do they set up like I can't remember multiple what the ones instrument and they're is. like keyboards? can't remember Basically. the instrument because i've seen people do that with like hot dogs and stuff because i feel like I've, i feel like it's more guitar based but i could be wrong i mean um, it would work supposedly i mean as long as a signal can get through something i guess you can do it and it definitely is like weird and wacky and sounding and <laughs> and it'll be like wah, 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 sometimes <laughs> depending on what it is i think Getting it's interesting sweet ass broccoli tone wah, 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 wah. i've seen people hook up like sandwiches or hot dogs in like a keyboard setup and it's hooked up to like a midi controller so they can play hot dogs but it sounds like a piano you have me sold on (laughs) hot dogs i'm gonna say something about tool that i think for me they fall into which i don't hate tool there are some songs that i enjoy well like well before you were ever in the picture yeah Um, but I think Tool for me is another prime example of a band whose weakest member is the vocalist where I think them, I think that his emotions are definitely way more important than sounding a certain way, like than sounding pretty. Uh Like I think the way he, what are you talking? Why did you shake that off? I'm, I'm hurting. Why? Because I fucking love Maynard's voice in every way, shape, and form. So well, I'm like... And that's you. I know. That's not me. <laughs> I know. I can react and be hurt. I don't know why it would hurt you. That I think that the music is very good. And I think that Maynard's vocals sometimes... They, I mean, the song... Like, they're a big hit from this album. I think his voice sounds more polished. I, I, f- I feel like that there is something about Tool where it's not just we're not going to sound pretty because obviously the music is tight, but the way that he performs is like, I'm going to make sure you know how I feel more than anything else is, now, is the impression that I got. Now, when you say that, are you just talking about the tone of his voice? Or are you saying he doesn't hit notes? Um, 
sometimes it's it's awful when it's like he's like a, he's like a whiny little boy so who's did, like hurt is that hitting notes corner. or is that just tone both i think it's I usually can, tone. i cannot agree with the notes i think it's usually tone but sometimes it's yeah i'm just not a fan of his singing style <laughs> i would i would i love the singing style because it's just he doesn't want to be pretty. He's doing the source of the song. Well, not of course. The, I mean, pretty yeah, yeah. doesn't come into the conversation at all when we're talking about Tool, especially the way that Maynard James Keenan looks. <laughs> He's a better looking dude than I think people give him credit <gasps> for. No, not early Tool. Not with that hair. That hair undoes the mohawk mullet? everything. It's the shit. It takes everything off the table when we're talking about looking good. It looked the best on him and Les Claypool. No, those were that the, was the prime of both of those men. Those were the trashy primes of those guys. Yes, the prime. The white, the reveling in the white trashness of who they yes, are deep within. The primes. Then they yeah. got all glitzed up wearing those fancy clothes. I like I like a suited Les Claypool. He comes from the backyard, buy a fucking pickup truck, get your goddamn mullet back. <laughs> I think you need to talk to him directly and tell him to get his mullet back. I've tried. Back. They sent me letters to stop writing in. They're like, hey, Sam, you got to stop sending toenails to Les Claypool. And I said, I thought it would be a way to get your attention. It and did, because it they did. were like, we could smell them before we even opened the package. <laughs> and it was very offensive. You got the stank foot, boy. <laughs> stank foot, darling. All right, we're moving on. Puts Next a hurting song. on my nose. The second single. The first one we've heard so far, Prison Sex. Sounds like somebody's playing basketball and hit the <laughs> rim there at the beginning. That's not what it sounds like to me. It sounds like somebody hitting a rim there for a minute. I think it's like someone opening up a rusty cellar door to go torture someone in the basement. I love everything about this fucking album. All the tones. The drums sound fucking amazing. The drums do sound good. I will agree with that. They're very clean. Like, they're heavy sounding without being, like, metallic sounding. You know what I'm saying? Like... It's got a good tone. See, everything comes in so strong and it's like... Yeah. I don't mind that. When, when he gets into it, I don't mind it. But the... This is the, this is the molested boy song. That's what he's got to do. So yeah, he sounds like a molested boy. Yeah, that's what the song but is. But it's not just in the song. I think he might be talking about that in the other songs. Okay, well... <laughs> apparently that's what happens when you molest children. So don't do that, guys. <laughs> Uh, I read an interview about this song and he says that people got a deal where they think it's like a bragging song about like haha isn't it funny when people get fucked in prison and that is not what this song means at all it's just feeling imprisoned it's not about feeling or getting fucked in prison Great. no feeling in prison no it's about it's about it's about the cycle of molestation the song is it's just not making light of it as people would think he is because I think there's a certain chunk of Tool fans who have a meathead sensibility to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they would listen to Tool and Avenge Sevenfold. Okay. That's not what I meant, though. Oh, what are you talking I didn't hear what you said. When I was talking about being imprisoned, oh. I didn't mean in prison. I meant being imprisoned 
by like what happened to you and it being this looming thing oh, in your sure. life. That's what I meant. I, yeah, I was explaining what he said, but that's fine. Yeah, All right, it's probably the same thing. I never thought of it as, of, as actual sex in prison, I guess. I think you can kind of interpret it that way if you only hear a couple of the words and you just take the face value of the title and don't realize it's... I guess I just expect something deeper and darker from Maynard. Me too. <laughs> Me too. So I wouldn't just take that at face value. But I think Avenged Sevenfold guy doesn't. <laughs> Nickelback guy doesn't. Basically anybody that listens to WBN on a regular basis. Ooh, that's right. I'm throwing daggers. We've talked about that before. And you're not really. I got some insight once on this album that this bass player, Paul Moore, he's not in Tool after this album because he wanted to play guitar, but nobody in Tool wanted to get another guy to play the bass. They didn't want an extra member, so he eventually quit. I was told that this dude was kind of the primary songwriter for Opiate and this album. So that's why these two albums have a tone or a certain songwriting style that just kind of sort of sticks with Tool, but they get more like experimental and trippy after this album. Like the next Do album. Do they get a little more electronic? No, not really. Not like a Nine Inch Nails, but do they incorporate any modern sounds into their stuff as time goes on? I don't want to say not electronic. I wouldn't say modern sounds, but I'm sure they use... Maybe digital like, drum instruments, maybe, but they're still primarily a guitar, bass, and drums band. Yeah, but I'm saying incorporating it into that, not replacing something, and, uh, no, pe- and becoming like poppy. No, I'm ta- I'm saying that I don't think that they get into like what you would think of when I say electric. So like maybe some tiny samples of weird like sounds, but not like any sort of electronic current production. But I'm not into current tool. It's a little too uh, artsy for me. It's a little too psychedelic and not repetitive, but just floaty. Well, like they want me to go on a journey with them, and I just want them to play four and a half minute rock songs, five minute rock songs. Angry Wounded. Yes. Metal. Depressed. Which I'm sure he's still writing depressed stuff, and I just don't know. Or maybe he's talking about math. They like to put prisms and stuff on their artwork a lot. For someone who isn't super in touch with their feelings all the time, you sure do like music that feels a lot. Like, you don't like happy stuff. You like things with baggage and emotion and... Uh, it's just interesting because you're not, which I mean, as you get older, your emotions have come out more, but you have been such an emotionally uh, reserved person for so long. I think that it's just interesting that the music that you choose to listen to is kind of the opposite of that. I feel weird that you say I've been an emotionally reserved person because I feel like my entire life I've been a guy who blows up at every little fucking thing. Anger is not the only emotion, Sam. Yes, you've been a, an angry person at times, but that's not it. I mean, it's it's not just that. Yeah, or either that I'm, or I'm joking all the time. Yeah, you're not actually talking to people about how things make you feel. If something serious comes up, a lot of times you try to change the conversation and you're oh, like, I don't yeah. want to talk about this. Hell no. 
So yeah, you don't want to deal with anything real. You just like surface value things that are just like fun and easy. I don't even want to talk about that with people either. <laughs> that come over. <laughs> I think it's because I, I don't. I don't know. I don't. For some reason, I lean towards depression and anger because it's like. But you're not a depressed person. So that's what I think is interesting that the music you listen to is often people like working through their depression, but you don't. I think it's because I don't know. Happiness has irritated me for as long as I can remember. Uh, corny joy, or not corny, certain types of joy makes me unhappy. <laughs> and it's a weird thing to hold on to. And I've been. Felt like that for a long, long time. Like I remember as a kid saying to someone, what do I do when my fun is making you not have fun? <laughs> it's a miserable existence. <laughs> but I think that's why I lean towards depressive things is because hit with something so big as like death of an early age of the uh, head of the family, everything shifts. And it's like, I didn't. Well, everything shifted because then the business also burned down. Yeah, so everything shifts. I don't register it like externally. I don't emote about it. So then I hold on to a fascination on everything that is Death. dark, depressed, and not happy. <laughs> it's just interesting. It's a fun time. But then I think people that are overly happy aren't. Aren't. I, I think well, those... Yeah, but that's an extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about that. I just feel like there aren't a lot of emotions that you've maybe expressed through a lot of your whatever. Even even anger, unless you're blowing up, but it seems like the way that you... I don't know if you get through it, because you don't even always know what's being said. So it's not mm -hmm. like you're using the words as being therapeutic. I just, you just gravitate the, towards the, the sound. sound. Yeah. Yeah, and then... What was I going to say? Here, I'm going to play the next song. Sober, everyone knows this. This was the first single, and it was a huge fucking hit. Yeah, this is the only song I knew from this album. Huge, but this huge. is I feel like if you know Tool, you probably know this song. Or that one song that was like... I know the pieces. Is that Schism? Yeah, it is Schism. Yeah, I'm very familiar with that as well. See, I know some Tool. <laughs> I listened to Tool before you, damn it. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you're I telling believe. me the truth. I don't remember what I was going to say earlier about Sam's a depressed guy. <laughs> oh, I think if you saw the lyrics that I write about when it's about myself, you'll see a much more depressed person yeah. than I lead on. But like what I truly think of myself when I go, okay, what's my actual art? Oh, you think you're God, but you also think you're the worst human being on earth and should just not exist. But then the next second you think, I'm better than that person. And then the next second you think, no, no, you're not. It's all pew, 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 up and down, up and down. Uh, that's probably more common than you think, because I get that feeling too. Like, I really have no, I say that I have no self-esteem, but then there are, you know, moments every once in a while where like, maybe I feel cute and take a selfie or I'm like... <laughs> I'm in a mood and I think I could do something funny, so I'm gonna make this stupid TikTok video. I mean, I wouldn't do that if I thought that I was completely incapable yeah. of that. So there is, I don't know if it's vanity or if it's confidence or what the fuck it is, but there's something, I think we all kind of go up and down 
just maybe, you know, more extremes with different people and however you deal with it is your own thing. But I think we all kind of have those regular ups and downs where it's like, that person's a fucking idiot. <laughs> but that means you're saying I'm smarter than you at the same time a lot of the times. Because that's time, your barometer. Then half the time I think I am and then I got to slap myself in the fucking face and be like, you're not, you're not... I had that happen last week at work. There are two people who were above me, and there was we just the correspondence back and forth was like they were not listening to me, and I was just like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like I eventually was just like, "I don't know what you want me to do." Like this is the situation. Is this not being followed through like it's supposed to be? Is that why this is a problem? Like and just having to address it and just feeling so irritated and being like, "These people are fucking stupid," and then yeah, having to walk myself back and being like. Just because I might be more familiar with this one situation, just yep. because I work on it all the time, does yeah. not make them stupid. Yep. <laughs> so, like, it, there really is this self-reflection that I'm trying to do with that, I think, personally. And how many times has somebody dealt with you and been like, God, they're fucking stupid. Probably. <laughs> and we can all, you know, come up short in some places, or it could also depend on the day. Maybe your brain's just not really processing things the same, and you're like, oh, sorry, I've been a fucking idiot today. Uh, this song, I gotta say this while it's still playing. Two things. One, it's one of the first complex drum beats I figured out. You're not hearing it right now, but there's a hi-hat thing that's going. And like the way you do the drums, it was like very syncopated and hard to figure out. It's one of those things I still play today, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. The other thing is uh, I used to have might still be around somewhere. It was my brother's bootleg of tool playing in some club to maybe four people in Philadelphia, right? Maybe before this album came out, maybe right after, probably right before. And uh, Maynard's just got his shirt off and he's got the mohawk mullet and he just looks like he's staring at one person the whole fucking concert. So I'm super into tool. I think no one's in the house. I'm jamming out like as loud as I can to this song. I'm in my underwear in that back room only. <laughs> I've got like something in my hand to pretend it's a microphone. And I'm doing like the Maynard motions and I'm trying to sing this song. But nowhere near how he can do it because I don't have that vocal range. And I'm just sitting there like, Pam, oh, And then all of a sudden the door opens. Is it Pam? It's my Aunt Pam. <laughs> <laughs> she just opens it and sees me. And I just ran to the <laughs> the bed and just jumped into it and like flung the covers over me. <laughs> I don't remember what happened after that, but I just That's remember being like so embarrassed. Not even that I was in my underwear, but like how long has she been in the house with me just in the back, just belting it out as <laughs> horrible as I was, I'm sure. She should have let you have that moment and not interrupted it too. That bitch, you're right. <laughs> I think that's her just being curious. That I, oh, I, yeah. I would have waited until it was over. Well, the cool thing is for her, she was probably like, oh, I love this song. <laughs> that's probably part of it. She probably just laughed and closed the door, I assume. Right? Pam wouldn't have pushed that too hard. I don't remember what happened after the jump into the bed. I'm sure it was just laughing. It just saying, I didn't know you were there. I I can only get so embarrassed, even at that age. Yeah. There's only so far I can go before I realize it's fucking hilarious. I can say that I spent tons and tons and tons of time in my room blasting music and dancing and singing. <laughs> and uh, I've been heard by many people many times. I had Jesse Gray recently said something about 
him hearing me sing when he was downstairs and I had no idea that he would be down there because he'd just be like going through with Beth like coming in and leaving so there were so many times where people would hear me and I had no idea and, I, and it's embarrassing I immediately thought and with yours everyone's like man she sounds good and with mine Pam was like listen to him back there like why can't we not be sober you had to go through some things before you felt that pain Sam <laughs> I think it, I remember. I think it was during the Jesus, won't you fucking whistle? Because <laughs> I've always loved that. Speaking section. of that, don't you think it's interesting how a lot of kids of people our age are letting, like, they're allowed to swear? Uh, I think I think it's only weird just because we were raised in a way that I, I wasn't supposed to, and I still don't curse in front of my mom. In fact, I accidentally said. The F word fucked up the other day in front of her. Accident. It just came out, and like I didn't even realize I said it. And- I did immediately. <laughs> I felt it like a bolt of lightning going through me, and I don't have that around my dad. What, and you can say whatever you want in front of my mom too. So it's like mm-hmm. you just don't hear me say those words around my mom. I've heard your mom say certain words. I know. And- <laughs> she just doesn't want to say it around you because there's a whole thing. I'm not her actual kid. <laughs> I think she would still give me the Sam. She didn't. She was so shocked. <laughs> she was so shocked. Oh, it's a respect thing. I think my dad never said any bad words around his mom. I think it's just a thing, but apparently I don't respect my parents. <laughs> I just, I just kind of feel like this is who I am and this is how I talk. And instead of me accidentally saying something and it being a thing, Hey, this is who I am. Yeah. This is how I talk. That's what I said. We're adults. Isn't that what I said? I'm in the almost van. 40. I was like, Ma, it's, just, it's how I talk. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ma, Mom, sorry. Mom, I'm sorry. What was I going to say? Oh, I think it's weird because that's how I was raised, but I think it makes sense for a couple reasons. Like, it's not going to give those words as much power in the house now. So when they're rebelling, just looking at you and going, fuck you, Mom, isn't going to like. To them isn't going to be anything anymore. Whereas if we did it to our parents, it would have oh, hurt them. Like uh, a- I did it once, and like it still hurts to this day. It hurts me. Like I'm, I don't like that I did it. I don't think I've ever done that to my parents. I was like, oh, fuck you, mom. I mean, I've called my mom a cunt in like messages, <laughs> but I've never to her face been like, you're a fucking cunt, <laughs> man. I ooh, it would feel so. It feels good just saying it, and she's not in the room. That I can only imagine what it would feel like if she was in the room. But then the other thing, though, is you have to kind of explain to him like, now this isn't out in the world. You can't just let this shit fly because I don't even like when people in public, public are loud and are like, ah, fuck this shit, that bitch, blah blah. I'm like, come on, we're out in public. Let's tone it down. Respect, like. It kind of bothers me then, so... I agree. It's that weird... It's almost like, too, you know, parents who have kids that know that they get high and smoke weed, Uh and then those parents have to talk to those kids like, now I know this is illegal, but you have to have that weird... I feel like that would also be easier this generation because of... This generation wouldn't care at all. Weed being legal in so many states, and it's... It it wasn't in as much media, I think, when we were growing up, as it is in pretty much everything now, and it's it's now in things where it's not even made a big deal. Like, someone just goes home, they get home from work, and they they smoke smoke a joint joint and watch TV or whatever. It's like drinking a beer. It's like winding down, which is exactly what it's like. (laughs) It's exactly what it is. It's super accurate. (laughs) All right, I'm going to move on to the next one this one is called bottom i'm a big fan of this song 
this song because it's called Bottom? Yeah, or just I, in general. I love a good bottom. <laughs> I love a bad bottom. That's one of the first things I look at on every person. You've told me that before. You if look at everyone's ass. Everyone's ass and everyone's eyebrows. I'm an ass and eyebrows person. <laughs> I look at everyone's soul. No, you don't. <laughs> you look at the Coca-Cola in front of you. I jam it all fucking week on this. I love how the distortion on the guitar isn't like buzzsaw, chainsaw distortion. It's just like a nice rock tone. Waka waka. Waka 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 waka. Waka waka. I used to watch that live in Philly tape. Oh, I thought you were going to say the, the Muppets. What? Wasn't oh. that Waka Waka? Yeah. Uh, Fozzie. He was a stand-up comedian. Was he? The, yeah. The Foz? The Foz, yes. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Looking up, I this, see the enemy. This sound has not... Um, through the even through the speaker on the wall, this this has not resonated as much as it has with wearing headphones as I am now. Like I didn't hear it as strong, I guess. Like yeah. it's more powerful. So I feel like I'm hearing this song for the first time almost. I think Tools are one of those bands that kind of require a sonic scape. Like you gotta kind of immerse yourself in it to hear the whole thing, especially later as they go on. All I really have are those wraparound earbuds, which like are okay, but I realize that I really don't like earbuds, I think. I hate earbuds. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna... I'm, I'm taking a stand. They make my ears sweaty. I'm <laughs> taking a stand. And I just don't like how they feel. Like, I, they honestly... My ears feel weird after a while, and I have to take them out because they, like, hurt. One of my ears is, like, not as wide as the other. So I think it actually also is just physically uncomfortable you gotta for me. change the earbud. I was thinking that as I was thing. saying it. Or I could just wear actual... You get the headphones over the headphones over the ear headphones. I prefer headphones. You also can't lay down very well with uh, earbuds. They hurt. They just jam right up into your ear. That's true. That's why when I lay down, I use one and put it in the opposite ear. Which makes sense. Um, but I do. Th I, I feel like I'm hearing in. more. I have an earbud in at all times. You almost. do. That would drive me crazy. I could not handle that. But I'm I'm picking up more this go around for sure from this song. I love this just baseline. I think the bass sounds really good and solid. Oh man, this Paul Delmore, he's the shit. Is he related to uh, Harry Delmore from the uh, Clive Barker book? Yes. No, I was thinking the Del Monte uh, vegetable <laughs> company. Absolutely, just because of the duh at the beginning. I thought it was Del. Nope, D'Amour. D apostrophe Amour. Oh, okay. Well, not Del Monte then. <laughs> nope, nowhere near. Uh, like I said, like, he's in that Philly tape. What do you think of playing the, bass? What do you think of the spoken parts? Uh, I think this is Henry Rollins. Did you know that from Black Flag? I know who Henry Rollins is, Sam. I was telling everyone else. <laughs> I feel like everyone just knows who Henry Rollins is, unless I'm. That's just me. But I, as someone who didn't listen to metal when I was a kid, I would turn on TV and I'd see Henry Rollins and I'd be like, that's Henry Rollins. Like, he's just the guy with, like, a lot of energy and a, a huge personality. It just became, like, a personality. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> what do I think about it? Um, I don't hate it. I don't, like, love it, but... I, I, I personally am not a fan. It kind of turns me off. I say parts of it with him, like, there's no other choice. 
<laughs> yeah, the spoken word stuff in any choice. metal is weird. To it's, engage it's you. It's the same when people talk in... Like, Britney Spears talks a lot in her music, so it happens in many <laughs> different kinds of genres. It's true. And it's awful. You know, this baby. is a story about a girl named Lucky. <laughs> I was thinking of, like, the 50s when they were going, like, Girl, ever since you left me, my heart has been down a well. That's great. And I just wish sometimes you would come back. And love me. Well, that shit's funny. But, oh, I love so, this part. My fear is naked. Down inside. Love it. I've been jamming the fuck out of this Down album. <laughs> he does have a Molly Hatchet tone every once in a but while. But he doesn't have the graggle. It's no, just like it's a, just that. It's like big and powerful, but I don't know. It's weird. He just definitely has his own sound. He doesn't sound like anybody. Oh, and I think he's got a... It's that thing I think I brought it up before. I have such a hard time writing not <laughs> vocals to music that would be like this. Like I, That's another thing I love about Tool is he's a clean vocalist over what I would consider still heavy music. It is heavy music, but I don't know that it necessarily warrants... Oh, it doesn't warrant that. That okay. it doesn't. I'm just saying, if I had to write the vocals for it, I wouldn't know how to do it. Okay, that's one thing that I do like about Tool is that it's not just like death metal. No, it would ruin it. It would ruin it. Like, I do like that he sings more. Yes. Even if I don't always like how he sounds, which really it's not all the time. I think this what is about fine. This? Yeah, this is all great. That's actually the best. When he belts, he sounds fantastic. It's that little like the it's like whiny. It's whiny and weak, oh, and I like, don't like that. And I understand that that's part of who he is, and we all have those different. Exactly, we all have those different. It's like a depressed Aaron Neville, <laughs> and you know how I feel about Aaron Neville. <laughs> that was the best. Description ever. So the he, depressed Aaron Neville. So when he doesn't sound like that, he sounds good. I'm completely on board because I'm not a big. I, I'm not a big. I am big, but I'm not really into heavy metal or death metal at all. I would say. No, you're not. Nope. But even like the drums sound heavy and like. But it's yeah, still not. Still He's doing double pedal right now. And even that double pedal. Like that, it doesn't sound clackety. It doesn't go. And also, the song built up to it, and the song ended like that instead of it oh, being like that from the very beginning. Instead of that's the slowest part of the out. song. Ugh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that's too much. I mean, for me. Tool could really use a blast beat here. And is that a seven-minute song? Yes, it was. That was pretty long. Yeah. Where are we at in the episode? It doesn't matter. Where, where are we at Let's on the do album? One more, and then we're gonna take ourselves a b- 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 break. All right, mommy. I'm mommy? You're my mommy. You birthed me. I'm a cunt, too. (laughs) You're not that mom. You didn't put scars on me. Just emotional. No, you didn't really put scars in me. Mm, Good. Good. This has been playing. Yeah, they like intros. They're going to crawl away. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is a very distinct memory of watching this song on that Philly tape. And the bass player just 
You still have the Philly in, tape, right? It jams. I think so. I, I think you so. do, too. I bet it's one of those things you can find on YouTube now, though. That's one of those closets, that, that closet that has all that stuff. I want to attack that soon. Yeah, I'm if down any, with that. I, we need to get rid of games because you're not a game player. Oh, I can't get rid of certain things. Well, we'll see. I said certain things. I'm willing to negotiate. But if Michael Jackson's Moonwalker's in there, it's not leaving. Oh, I wouldn't talk about that. I'm talking about board games that are just oh! piled up to the goddamn I'm even ceiling. willing to get rid of some of those Simpsons board games. I think. I don't think I feel good about that. Huh? I feel like Simpsons and Garfield things, even if we don't feel like collecting them per se, we should not throw anything away. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I bet that Simpson Monopoly will be worth something eventually. I don't know. Well, is, there, my, is the Simpsons really possession. profitable these days compared to how they used to be in the 90s? Ni- no! <laughs> that was almost Pee Wee Herman-esque of me. So is this the... No, because his voice well, is he's stronger. Getting there. Yeah, he's still getting there. Yeah, I'm fine with all of this. I think those lyrics are funny, though. So what you're trying to say is you don't want to play... I still think that the music is the best part, though, and it's not even necessarily in disrespect to him. I think the music is just really good. I think that's, with me ultimately truly loving rock and roll, there's a basis, and I don't mean bassist, there's like a base of rock music that I just can't deny. Like, if it sounds a certain way, I feel like the singer with the vocals and whatever they do and how they arrange it will change the song a lot sometimes. Absolutely. I feel like this all does flow together pretty well, even if, like I said, not always a big fan of what James is doing. Mr. Maynard James. <laughs> Mr. I James. I think might have been James Keenan at one point. Maynard might have been attached. I'm not going to say that is official, but I don't know if Maynard was his official name or real original name. Trying to say. I was curious of what Liz's real name was, so I looked that up today. That's an interesting uh, game, is trying to guess what someone's real name is. Lizzo? Oh, I think you just said Liz. I, I assumed it would have been Elizabeth, but it's Melissa. Huh. I would not have guessed that. Melissa? I guess so. See, he sounded like a fragile voice of someone stuck in a cave. (laughs) I watch way too many of those YouTube videos about creepy stories about people going into caves and getting stuck and stuff. Planes crashing, all kinds of stuff. I like I like disaster. Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) I hear you watching it and it's like that's that one guy a lot that's like and then Janet got a phone call. And then Janet said that phone call didn't come in. And the phone, I, just, I can't even do it, but they sound so depressing. And it's like sometimes I hear them say something. And I'm like, Ugh, I didn't like hearing that. Well, as someone who had a very dramatic life for a long time, I have to find my drama and other things because I don't want it in my actual life. <laughs> so trauma and things like that, I guess I still keep them close to me. Close to the chest. Keep close to without me. actually being in me. I like that stuff. 
what I was reading about it. Some weird thing. Like I don't watch that stuff. I read that stuff and I got over it a long time. Well, I'm not ago. necessarily watching like videos. It's more just I'm more listening to people tell me yeah, yeah. graphic stories. Well, I was gonna say, and now there's way more to mm-hmm. be had. Like I was limited in what can I get at the bookshelf, and then like sometimes I'm only gonna get the main ones because this is probably written well. I don't want to just get like the yeah. Chicago strangling and it potentially is one murder and it's not written very well. While it might be interesting story, if it's not written well, it's not going to be interesting regardless. Yeah. So now while there's like a million things I could learn about, now I'm just like, I'm okay. Well, the downside of that is I I retain almost nothing. <laughs> and guess what I watched on YouTube? Microchip repair. And someone Stupid. cleaning old instruments or <laughs> washing a dog's butthole. Like, you watch very informative things. That wasn't washing a dog's butthole. It was just watching a dog's butthole. Just puckering in and out. You ready for a break time? After that statement, I absolutely am, uh, sir. We'll be back. We're still listening to Tool. We're going to go out on this other song that Michelle knows. I know. I'm gonna look up some tool <laughs> songs, and we'll see. We'll uh, we'll see what we have here. Tool. Tool. Escape. <laughs> Remember that from the first episode? I do. It was a long time ago. Tool. Escape. All right, I'll be back. Bye. Tool doesn't have as many subscribers as NSYNC does. Of course not. It's close. If it gets a little musty, don't let it get crusty. Bidet that bitch. If you turn a little brown before you flush it down, bidet that bitch. If you need a little rinse, you could do it in a cinch. Bidet that bitch. Wanna save on paper? Spray the feces taper. Bidet that bitch? Look, your butthole was gross before you started pooping out of it. Keep it clean. Get a bidet. Kiss your wife. And then pat yourself on your clean butt for doing the right thing. Remember just what happened. I was so young and vessel then. You know it hurts me, but I'm breathing so I guess I'm still alive. Even if science seemed to tell me otherwise I got my hands bound. We are back. Is this just an acoustic cover? We are listening to Deja Vu, an an acoustic tribute to Tool. An acoustic? There you go. I was trying to find death metal versions of Tool songs to to really hit it home that that would ruin Tool. Like I was trying to find somebody being like... But you liked all of them? None of I couldn't find one. Oh, okay. I couldn't find one. 
One. I'm, I'm honestly shocked. It's like a dream come true. Two. Two. It's Just want to be with you. Three. Girl, it's plain to see that you're the only one for me. And four. Repeat steps one through three. Oh, my God. <laughs> That one horrible song by Make You Fall in Love with By me. that guy who's it's Brian McKnight. Oh, okay. I thought it was that one song by It's that closet. Back dude. at one. Closet dude. Are you talking closet? Oh, he's trapped in the closet? Yeah. Oh, R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember his name. Uh I shamefully ha there's <sighs> There's still there's some good R. Kelly songs out there. It drives me crazy. I hate it. I hate when people who can make good and bad things at the same time. I like it when I never liked the thing that the bad guy did, so I'm in the clear all the way. Well, there are apparently way more bad guys out there if you really well, yeah. read history than you probably wouldn't like a lot of rock and roll musicians. Yeah. A lot of guys fucking little girls Everyone from Led Zeppelin was a monster. Apparently David Bowie fucked young people too. Like a lot of people who are good made a lot of bad choices. If there's grass on the field, play ball. (laughs) I started my period in fourth grade. Exactly. Exactly. With a side of bacon. (laughs) Oh, side of bacon. I don't like the way that sounded. Exactly. Sizzle. I don't like the way that sounded. Exactly. All right. Let's move on. We're still listening to Undertow. We're going to do it. Swamp Song. It's kind of like Swan Song. Huh? Doesn't seem as loud as it was before. Hold on. Yeah. Let that tool tone soothe you. Tool. Ah. I didn't know. I was going to like look up some stuff during the break, and then I forgot to from the mount functions that are plaguing my life. It distracted me. Tired of shit breaking down. I enjoyed this song. Oh, yeah? Probably even from the first listen, I was like, okay. this is. I really like this, this, this part. This bomb you stick in, easy to get lost in, because you're a stupid, belligerent fucker. Yeah. <laughs> So this is an e- a song that's easy to, uh, it sticks, I should say. I think it's got a, a certain catchiness to it, too. I think so, too. But it's not like that constantly. It just has little things that he throws in. The down. <laughs> like, there are definitely things that make it unique. I think the cool thing about Tool is they got a, a good way of making verse and chorus riffs separate like the verses seem to be way more laid back and like to break through to what's obviously the chorus just going like that's huge now whereas with what I love and death metal and other metal and stuff it's kind of full bore the whole time and unless you're familiar with it you can be like no this is toned down right now it's like there he is yeah yeah, this is a song that uh, I cannot help myself from singing. I just love doing that. Because you're a dumbass belligerent fucker. <laughs> I know. I was taking a shit earlier, and this was playing, and I heard you yelling this from the other room. <laughs> it makes me feel so good. Like, I just think of the, I just have a blank face of some dude who irritates the shit out of me, and I just get to yell at him, you're a dumbass belligerent fucker. Even though you're the yelling person, so you may sound a little more belligerent, technically. 
I yell when things aren't going right. When things aren't going my way. You almost said it, but you veered no, off at the end. Never my way. Correctly. Correctly? Correctly. Excuse me. Yeah, the, it, the weather's nice today. I think it's affecting the both of us. What do you think? At least it has been me. I have, like, extra things going on. It's a rainy day. It's chilly. I've been noticing Mel's all sniffly. I my biggest thing that happens sad to me, when you broke his heart. <laughs> the biggest things about I notice when season changes sores in my nose. I get more sores in my nose as seasons just switch. It's very strange. Do you think you're getting sores in your nose because you're picking your nose more because there are more boogers? I think I get more boogers. Uh, yes, but I think the boogers get bigger and attach themselves stronger. Oh, uh, so when you pull them like, off? It's like ripped off. Take skin? Yes. That doesn't seem right. Especially when I work in a body shop. Like, uh, I got I dust and stuff floating around. Constantly. I got boogies all day. Well, that's, the boogers are good because they're supposed to catch all that dirt. That's the whole point. Yeah, I mean, my not, my strills are working good. Your strills? <laughs> yeah. You're also clearly able to produce enough snot. What's that supposed to mean? Because the oh, things are the, irritating you I, anyway, so it's stirring up your allergens ah. and it's making stuff come out. I'm saying it's good instead of you being dried out all the time yeah. and having all that stuff just not be stopped by boogers and just go straight up into your head and give you head cancer. <laughs> I think that's how that works. It's exactly how it works. Okay. I'm just going to get strill cancer now because it's all sitting in there. Strill? Yeah. Uh, let's be real. There's some holes on the other side of that that are big enough for whatever to just fall out if it needed to. <laughs> like a slug. Ow! I just flared my nostril enough that it broke one of the sores in my nose I'm talking about. I should also stop doing so much methamphetamines. Well, you could just do them like someone who I know does them. <laughs> that? Or, or dead. Uh, they would put shoot. them in a syringe without the needle then mix it with water and then just, yeah, shoot it in their mouth real quick. How does that not just make your stomach feel terrible? It probably did. That's why that person lost, has, always loses weight, a lot of weight when they're on meth. Oh, my God. That's, that sounds, I'd rather just shoot it in my fucking veins at that point. <laughs> That sounds like one of the worst choices you could make ever. Absolutely. I know. I think no drug is worth doing <laughs> anything intravenously. No. Once you get to that point, something's not good. I don't like giving blood. <laughs> Shots aren't as bad because they don't go into your vein. And having someone trying to like go into your vein. What do you mean they don't go into the vein? I thought they did. I mean, when did you get? When you got your shots oh, in your arm, my they COVID don't. shot. You're I'm right. thinking stuff like that, like flu shots. It's all in your arm oh, like okay. that. I've never had an actual flu shot. I've only done the COVID. Or I mean, if you go to the ER and then you need to get stuff in you quickly, they'll put stuff like that. That shit sucks. I hate having needles stuck in me like that. That actually sit in you for a while. Oh, Fuck the, that the, shit. The intravenous. Yeah, anything where a needle has Dude. to go and puncture my vein, yeah. I am not interested in. Every time I've had a IV and I just look at it and I'm like, well, what are those bubbles up in that tube? Those bubbles aren't supposed to be there. The bubble can't get in there. It was a bubble. It's a bubble. <laughs> I mean, even when Zach just pricks himself to check his blood, I mean, that's so like superficial and on the surface and barely does anything that I'm sure like, I'm sure it's easy to get used to something like that versus having to give yourself a shot in your veins or something. Ugh. 
Yeah, no. Or doing it because you want to get high. That's fucking crazy doing it because you want to get high. Ugh, everything about it is, is fucking wild. It's giving me the heebus-jeebus <laughs> throughout my body. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Eat We're going to go to the third and final single and... The namesake of the album, everybody. This is a song called Undertow, starring Maynard James Keenan. Have a good day. Well, do you think he wrote it because he has an 11th toe that's that grows underneath his other toes and his foot? It grows from the bottom of his foot, so he has an undertow? I mean, that's what I read, so I assume that's the story. I imagine if you had something like that, you know, some fascinating physical anomaly, you would not... Uh, not write a song about it. If you're if you're an artist, you're going to express oh. your undertow. If th- anybody in Tool had an undertow, not only are they going to write a song about it, they are going to take a picture of it, and it's going to be on the cover of an album. Uh, you know what's unfortunate about this? The way we listen to albums now is no liner art, no album art. We don't get to see anything like that anymore. When you opened this album, it used to be uh, a very obese naked woman, like. I believe just laying on her side and maybe holding Adam Jones, the guitar player, who was also naked. And it was just like that tool imagery where they just take things and like make them bleak and like free of color except for sepia and like light pale blues. You know what I'm saying? Or like the, uh, what's that fucking uh, sober video where the meat's going through the tube? You ever see that music video? It sounds familiar, but I can't picture it in my head right now. I, I when I think of like dark, gross music videos, I always imagine like closer by Nine Inch Nails. Uh, it's kind of in that world. So yeah, I know it's in that world, but it's it's hard for me to, I guess, disassociate my brain from it because I never enjoyed watching music videos that are nasty. Nasty. Do you, when you think of the video for Closer, do you automatically think of goggles? Because that's what I think of. Or is it a pig head? When I think of goggles, I think of Marilyn Manson. (laughs) Didn't he wear goggles in one of his music videos? I think everyone's worn goggles at Uh, some point. You just take a pair of goggles and, like, spray paint them black, and it looks weird, man. Mine are for aviation. Well, mine are for swimming. (laughs) It is. It's those steampunk dudes. I know a steampunk band. And guaranteed one of them has goggles on top of their head that has leather straps around it. Is he a leather father? Probably. <laughs> leather father? Leather oh papa. My, oh, leather papa. <laughs> Spike me, leather papa. <laughs> oh, I love it, leather papa. Hold me, leather papa. Sounds like a guy, uh, a murderer. Ah, leather Papa! Leather Father, can I borrow the keys to the vehicle so I can go drive to the place tonight? Leather Father, can I borrow the keys to the buggy? And by that I mean the horses? You know how you stick the key in the horse oh, to make God. it go? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking riff rules. This album is great for so many things, and one of them is air bass and air guitar. Your brother thinks that I shouldn't say. I don't think say thinks in a bad way, but he apparently has some tremendous air guitar skills that I don't feel like I'm familiar with. I th- I'm sure I've seen them, but I don't think I've seen them enough to judge. I've seen you air play everything. Oh, I play air. I air play every instrument out there. And Do the, a little keyboard action in the air and in the physical. <laughs> um, 
I've never really watched him, but I'm gonna grade him the next time to see. If he's got three. This is an interesting components. part of the song, by the way. Oh, that little. Yeah, that just kind of breaking need, down. It I sounded need, like. I need accuracy of notes hit. I need a range of fretboard where he's at on the fretboard. Because if it's high notes and he's down here, I'm not believing it. And vice versa, if it's low notes and he's up here, I'm not buying it. And the third one is style points, baby. Would now, you steal it? I'm going to say he's got style points down. Accuracy, we'll see. <laughs> we shall. Now, when I air guitar something like Black Sabbath, I am goddamn note for note. I feel like accuracy matters. <laughs> I feel like if you know how to play an actual guitar, you're going to be better at air guitar. That's what one would think. <laughs> Versus just being... Because I can flail my fingers into the air, too. That doesn't mean... I mean, you know what I'm doing. It doesn't mean I'm doing a good job. <laughs> I like watching it. It's a good time. Oh, I really like this part. You know, I think your brother gets away with it. I just love this part. It's just the end of the song really quick. Why does he get away with it? When you do it, you have the actual fingers out like they're on a fretboard yeah. and you're actually moving them. Your brother just does the like close to the body <laughs> like someone is doing like a really high note and their fingers are very like their hands are very close together because they're playing really low on the guitar. <laughs> That's what Bob does. He's just like it's more human. He's more like working his shoulders. It's emotion. He's more... He's more style. He's a more uh, shimmy, shimmying sort of guitar, air guitar player. He could lift me up and throw me through a wall if he wanted to. I think he might have to lift a few more weights to be able to lift me. I bet he could lift you no problem. I like to pretend that I'm about 800 pounds. <laughs> you are not. I'm sure he could lift you up and throw you like a fucking rag doll. Living in a movie. <laughs> oh, that's some Smith of arrows. Oh, that's painful. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about that was uncomfortable. Funny. It's the first time. This song is called Four Degrees. It's the first time I've ever seen a degree symbol on a track listing on YouTube music, which is what we use in this house. Well, let's see here. Let me look up what I would I be I know you're going to look at 98 Degrees. How did you know that, Sam? That's in the title of the fucking band. How did you know? It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> and it's on every single one of the songs. It says 98 degrees underneath it. Yeah, I mean, it's not unique. Just like you say about death metal, it's let's, too much degree. Let's degrees. talk about being unique. How many <laughs> other songs or band members can you think of that ha would have a degree symbol in it? Other bands? Yeah, like 180 degrees, 360 degrees. You think those are used a lot? The only thing I can think of is 180 a, degrees. a snowboarding game from the 90s called 1080 and had a degree symbol in it. We used to have one, a snowboarding game. Do you remember this? It was like my family, but it came with us. I can't remember what it was called. It was a snowboarding game. Was it on game. Uh, N64? Yeah. 1080. Is that what it was called? I thought uh, it had something more to it. I'll find a picture of it, and you tell me if this is it. But I'm almost <laughs> it positive. It would say 1080 sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if that was just because you did the trick. I don't remember. Well, yeah, I think it was like, I think somebody just finally did a 1080 in real life, so they made that game or something like that. I just probably made that up, honestly. Did it look a little something like this, Michelle? 
It looked exactly like that. Yeah, 1080. <laughs> what does it say underneath it? It's, uh, 1080 snowboarding. It just says the words 1080 in oh, red. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, I, I played that quite a bit when oh, I was a kid. Here, here's a... This is going to take you back. There's a scene from the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was already picturing that in my head. It makes me want to play it real bad. <laughs> you got the hair to do the Jennifer Coolidge right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. She has this very, like, thing about her uh, jaw. Jaw? And she's like confused <laughs> and on pills it sounds like she's on pills does it now i think so i think she, she sounds foggy to me i think she's one of those delightful people that it's like you had a career because you're odd i oh, love people she's like very that odd. yeah yeah i think she's celebrated for her oddities because yes. i watched her in a show that was on hbo last season and it was uh like she's just Jennifer Coolidge most of the time. Like she's awkward and just kind of like hard to understand. You hire Jennifer Coolidge because you want Jennifer Coolidge. Kind of how it felt. Tool also gets to give me some happier sounds, and I don't hate it. Like I would consider that guitar work. Even his vocal tone yeah. is more just open. And then later, that's we were on when we were on break. You were listening to songs that you might potentially know. And there's that one song where he's like, uh, "No, I knew all those songs. I was playing songs that I knew." Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that one song. It sounds happy with that one where he's like, "Finger deep within the borderline. Tell me that you love me and that we belong together." Was that like Hooker with a Penis? <laughs> no, Hooker with a Penis is the one where he's yelling at the kid who told him Tool sold out. So, he fucking wrote a song to this kid that was like, well, if I'm the man, then you're the man, and he's the man, too, so you can point that fucking finger up your ass. Oh, I thought he was just a big Jim Norton fan. <laughs> What's that mean? I don't get it. Hooker with a penis. Oh. <laughs> love it. I, by that, I mean hookers with penises. I love Jim Norton. As time goes on, he's just more and more my favorite, I think. I know. It's, 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 it's happened. That creepy, creepy little man. I don't know what it is about him. <laughs> I don't know. He's honest. I don't agree with everything he says. I like a little bit of pushback, I guess. No, you don't. Not in your real life. <laughs> no, you must agree with everything I say. <laughs> I didn't marry someone who's pretty different than I am. At all. Who, who pushes back all the time. <laughs> He's, there's that Molly Hatchet almost. He's got. I think he's also. If you heard him talk, the voice that he sings with makes sense because he's also like. It, now what we have here? Breaky? Oh, he's nerdy. Kind of, yeah. Les Claypool sounds super nerdy. Oh when he yeah, talks. But you, not as Claypool but you nerdy. You hear that when you when he when sings? He sings for sure. I don't really get that as much. I don't get a nerd tone in here. I mean, like some guys have a. They can just hit higher notes easier. I like the bass. I think the bass is so powerful. I like how they just give. No offense to oh, cut yeah. you off, but they just give the bass these these uh, moments. Sometimes it seems like it's usually near the end of the song, where it seems like a band might be kicking things up more, where that kind of like brings it down like and makes part. it more. 
Oh, I thought this was when the drums start going. Maybe it's it. Yeah, that part rules. Danny Carey on drums, everyone. I like the end of this. I like the energy in it. It's just very interesting also. I think it's interesting how Tool changes things up quite a, a bit. It's, a, well. it's refreshing or a rock band that doesn't get dull. There's no song on this album that I get tired of. I skip nothing on I this album. I appreciate when songs do have those little change-ups and things instead of it being so just standard from front to back which is a lot of stuff that gets on the radio you don't have a lot of those weird change-ups in songs oh, and was... the the tempo changes or where it sounds like a different song for a little bit that doesn't happen too much yeah usually i was even thinking of just death metal and stuff like i feel like it's more common the song in death metal. the first song is the second song and it's the third song and it's the fourth song and it's the fifth song <laughs> it's an it's annoying to me a little more in which i love don't get me wrong <laughs> And when it's in metal, though. I think it just... Maybe because you already didn't like it the first time. So if you didn't like it the first time, you're not going to like it the sixth time. I just feel like in metal, a lot of times, it's like, how many times can I pull this off? Like, it's this... It's almost... It it doesn't feel like... uh, it's, It's quality over quantity. With metal, it really feels like quantity. A lot of the times. Some bands. How much can I do this? How much can I get this in? How Some many, bands, yeah, how many sure. times can we change this up until it's like confusing to people? Oh, eh. I like it when bands do that. But to an extent, I think you have to have a good balance of it. And I think Tool has a good balance of there's it. A, there's a lot of bands in the death metal world, like you said, that's just how much can I possibly do? And therefore, that makes it good. Mm-hmm. It's like, nah. And I, and I love certain death metal, but. All the death metal that I love, I think, follows more songwriting rules, and they try and make like an actual song out of it most of the time. Mm-hmm. And if and if they don't, I like like maybe like one band of that extremism style. So like Ed Gein, while I do hear song structure in it, but it's like I only listen to one band that sounds like Ed Gein, and it's Ed Gein. Now there are other bands that sound like him, but I don't need you. Because I've already got this right here. Yeah. So it's like that with Morbid Angel. It's like that with Slayer. Like, yes, Slayer has released the same song and same album for years. But as a Slayer fan, I love Slayer so fucking much. I don't care. Just keep giving it to me. It's kind of like Michael Myers. You don't need to change it for me. Just give a mask and a knife and have him stab people. I'm fine with it. I feel like when it comes down to it, a lot of people don't really want that much differentiation. Differentiation? They don't, but they also want it to be the best. So that's kind of where I was coming at it with like, I, I'll i watch a million Michael Myers movies. I don't give a shit about the subpar, this guy has a mask movies that have come out yeah. a million times. So, I don't, I'll, I'll take one of those, but I don't need 10 of them, but I'll take 40 of the fucking Michael Myers ones. <laughs> Even if I hated the last movie, please give me another one. Just keep coming. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, keep coming. Halloween? Keep coming. Yeah, Halloween, Michael Myers. Oh, I don't I don't know where my brain went for a second. <laughs> you know what I really want and hasn't happened in a long time is a goddamn Jason Voorhees movie. Could we that you're not as uh true to every single Jason movie, are you? Or what do, do you, you watch true? every I mean like do you feel like you have to watch every single one of them or there's some where you're like, oh, there's no way that's going to be good. I'm not going to waste my time." Or do you you watch all of them? I watch all of them. Okay. The worst one is Jason Goes to Hell. 
Which I think is the one you've seen the most. Oh, you know that it is. <laughs> it's been brought up so many times. The man eats the heart. But I also love that movie. It's so bad, but I love that movie too. Bad is sometimes good. Not it's, always. It's bad. Okay, with that movie, if you just accept it's not a Jason Voorhees movie, and you're just going to go, it's just some weird horror movie, it's fucking awesome. If you want Jason Voorhees the whole time, it's not. So let's move on to our next song called Flood. Some people say Flood. Michelle didn't like it. I don't say anything other than Flood. I heard something where Adam Jones said he kept his guitar cabinet. He's the guitar player. He kept his guitar cabinet in the refrigerator or in a freezer because it kept the electronics nice and like frigid i guess because parts were hard to find for it i don't know i think it's bullshit i think tool puts out a lot of yeah i I think it would fuck things up actually especially if you put it in a freezer and then you pull it out and you turn it on and all of your electronics are gonna get hot and if there's tubes in it those tubes are gonna fucking break i just think it would definitely change not only just let things warm up before plugging them in so it completely defeated the purpose or if it was just to preserve it because things just to preserve don't it. break down as much when it's cold. Maybe. Like cold slows stuff down. I also don't know how much of things you read about tools true because they're one of those bands that kind of like to be mysterious. For a while there, they weren't... I don't even know if they're in any of their music videos. They're all like weird stuff or claymation things. And sometimes you read stories and it's just like, it's obviously just made up. They seem like one of those bands that'll just kind of making fun of the whole interview process. Don't want to be... A glam type thing, so they just say dumb shit. Well, you mentioned claymation. Yeah. Yeah, so let's talk about celebrity death match, match just for a second. Please. Henry Rollins versus the entire band of Tool. Who wins? Henry Rollins. I was going to say, because if it's just obviously Maynard James Keenan against Henry Rollins, Henry Rollins is winning. But if he has a band of people against, is he still going to beat them all? Now, I've got to say... It gets down to just Maynard and Henry Rollins. Okay. The other three get taken out. Maynard is trained in UFC fighting. Ah. He's trained in jujitsu. So he may not be the biggest guy, but he might be able to chokehold Henry Rollins. Now, I would be surprised if Henry Rollins is also trained in jujitsu. It seems like Henry Rollins might be. So I think it would get I think he would just slaughter the other three dudes <laughs> real fast. And then it's a true fight. Like, those three dudes had to wear Henry Rollins down a little bit. But then I still think Henry Rollins just goes full black flag crazy mode. Rips his shirt off. He's only wearing shorts and just goes, Cause I'm a liar! And then <laughs> rips him in half. I, black flag is one of those bands I never got into. And I, I've always liked Henry Rollins, but I never got into Henry Rollins. I've always liked Henry Rollins. He seems likable. He seems not stupid. No, he seems very smart to me. Yeah, there. He's someone who's done commentary a lot for different, different things on TV, talking about music. So and I feel political like, stuff sometimes too. He's bright. I just I feel like he's always been there. He's always just been around. And he's a. Uh, I've seen, I don't know if this was true, but I'm sure it was. He used to put signs in the backstage when he would play music still. That was like... He doesn't at all? He doesn't really play music anymore. He does once in a while things. But he used to put signs up that was like, treat 
the staff with respect. Like, they're the ones who make the show happen. We are nothing. Like, we're just the... 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. These are the dudes who set up the stage. These are the dudes that make the sound go. So he was like, demand respect for everyone. And he just seems like one of those dudes that's like, down to earth and is always going to do the right thing. But I also feel like he's one of those dudes that if you say the wrong thing, he's quick mm-hmm. to fucking check you. <laughs> he seems pretty temperamental. <laughs> but for like the right reason. Like, I think so. You would, Maybe not always. You would see him pop somebody in the mouth and you'd be like, yep, they deserved it. <laughs> No one's mad at Henry. You remember that jackass uh, thing? I feel like if someone was like, geez, Henry, do you have any shirt that's not black? He might pop someone. And I don't know if that's deserved. I think he would just get a philosophical philosophical discussion about how black isn't a color or something like okay, that. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's not talk about Celebrity Deathmatch. Let's talk about a James Lipton interview only, or like a one-on-one <laughs> thing. We, we're putting Henry Rollins against... God, how did I just lose this? This is so sad. I was going to say before Henry Rollins, remember when he did that jackass thing where he was driving that Jeep and somebody got tattooed in the back? Steve-O. Yeah. He had a smiley face tattooed on his arm. Yeah. It was, was off-road. Some, uh, I wish off-road I could remember. tattoo? Something. Good times. Celebrity Deathmatch. Remember that head shop we used to go to that had that bong in the back that was a Celebrity Deathmatch ceramic bong? No. And it was not for sale. It was at Hippie Bob's. Okay. Wild. Now we're into a song. That was a big... Uh, mind-bending intro, man. <laughs> this is a song that doesn't really... Uh, never gets stuck in the brain. I like it. And when I hear it, I know what's going on. Alright, so I cannot remember at all who I was going to philosophically put up against Henry Rollins, so I'm just going to pull one out of my ass. With Harry, with ongoing Inside the Actors Studio with James Lipton? Yeah, not James Lipton, though. Just in some sort of conversational thing back and forth. Oh, a debate? Yeah, kind of. Okay, a debate between Henry Rollins and Donald Trump. Donald Trump wins. Well, oh, what's wrong? This changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it there. I, that's not what I would have ever said. Uh, Maynard versus Henry Rollins in a philosophical discussion. We should take it it there. wouldn't have been Maynard, but yeah. Because if, if we do, obviously physicality, Henry Rollins is going to win. But who's going to win if they're talking? The mind? <laughs> yeah. So battles between the minds? I don't know in that one because I think both could go on such a weird tangent that they could just. Each could prove their point. Okay. Henry Rollins versus uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Ooh. Damn it. I think they're they're equal matched again because I think Bobcat's very, very smart. I like Bobcat a lot. Yeah, I do too. Um, I feel like Henry Rollins would win just because I think he's more world knowledgeable. I think he's I also like he would intimidate out. you and make you feel stupid or like forgetful. I've heard him talk and he like... He... I remember now. It was Penn Jillette. It was Henry Rollins versus Penn Jillette. Henry Rollins because I think Penn Jillette can be kind of a closed-minded uh, I don't know what the common man does anymore. Asshole sometimes. Oh, okay. So that was pretty simple for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but Henry Rollins, he like made it his point to, like, go to places that he's not supposed to go to, to, like, talk to those people and, like, 
steep himself in other people's cultures to understand them. So I think he's I think more he was teabagging their cultures. Yes, he was teabagging their cultures, country to country. So I think he would be more world knowledgeable. So I think he would win against Bobcat just because while Bobcat is smart, I don't think he's seen as much as Henry Rollins has seen. I feel like Henry Rollins would win m- most any debate, physical or mental. <laughs> he is an intimidating man. Yes. Truly. And he's everything. He's like written books. He's done like audio stuff. He's done music. He's uh, directed. He's Isn't written he movies. He's acted. He's done it all. He's he's quite a man. He's a true go-getter. And he's physically like... Superior? He looks like what you're supposed to look like at peak physical condition. And like, has for years. Like not like jacked and like carrying extra bulk on muscle. He just looks like he's strong. But he also looks big. He could naturally. do anything he wants to you if he wanted to. <laughs> he's got a thick neck. Yeah, and when he sings, he does that thing where he gets... In that like crouched crap position, he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like he's gonna poop in the forest, and he doesn't want anything to splash on his feet. I just pulled my headphones out of the headphone app. I believe it. Out of the, did you say headphone app? Amp with an M. Okay, I can hear again. Headphones. <laughs> now you can hear me doing this song for you, Sam. Bam. What was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Was it Sam? Uh, yeah, you just went. <laughs> I just finished Sam. Sam. Oh, we wow. have one more song here, right? Yep, it's called Disgust. Pete, you're going to play the song that it says it's 15 minutes. But we're not going to hear it all. No. <laughs> no. That happened once over here. In fact, we're actually going to skip a lot. There's a whole this- thing about carrots. We're just going to skip to the middle of the song, basically. There you go. Basically what the song is. You're not a big fan of carrots? I am, but I think I'd have to turn it up really loud. It's just a spiel about having a nightmare about carrots being murdered because to them, the harvest is the Holocaust. So what's your favorite way to eat carrots? Uh, raw. Dipping them in anything? No. Do you like to eat them with anything? Jim Norton, I know I talk about him a lot, but he's a big fan of meat carrots. He likes to get lunch meat and wrap it around a baby carrot and eat that. It's a healthy snack. Disgusting. So you're saying no to meat carrots? I'm saying no to meat carrots. Okay. Actually, I probably would like a meat carrot, depending on the meat that I put on it. It actually doesn't sound that bad, (laughs) honestly. Okay. I skipped way far ahead on that, and it had already ended, but... That's all the song was. Oh, you're fine so, with that? Yeah. There's so much ominous noise and shit yeah, for a while. A you should at least stuff. give okay. a little... All right. Here, I'll turn it up. So people can at least hear... It's... It's a lot of this. It's a lot of this. Actually, you know what? Here. The things that are happening, eventually, they're like hitting pianos with sledgehammers. They're shooting them with shotguns. That's disrespectful. Uh, they're old pianos. In fact, I read that some bands that still go record there uh, could still see shotgun holes in the wall out in the parking lot from them shooting it up. So yeah, it's this, just this for a while. And then this. This later. is unnecessary. Uh, this I like our, is unnecessary. I like the song. It just doesn't work for right now. Oh, well, that's how I've uh, enjoyed the song. And then it's just this. And then finally, a guy talking at the end. Who? It says. I gone through this one time. Bill the Landlord. Which, if you look up Bill the Landlord. The car parked. You can see the car parked. 
Is that what it sounds like to you? I thought he said that for a second. He says car parked, but I don't know if he says car parked. See the car parked. (laughs) I don't know if he's from Fargo. He doesn't sound like he's from the south, so I would assume if he's not from the middle, he's definitely from the north. Why isn't he from the middle? I'm saying if he's not. He is. We don't know this. He's from Baltimore. He could be from fucking Louisiana, but he just chooses to not speak like anybody around him. I'm turning it down. Well, it's about to end anyway. That's too much. Shit like that is annoying to me. It's so self-indulgent, and I I, I understand it's supposed to be like artsy or whatever. It's art. There's no such thing as self-indulgent art. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a band called Mindless Self-Indulgence. That's so, pretty yeah. self-indulgent. Art can be. <laughs> that guy's a piece of shit, though. I don't know anything about it. That guy, like, I just know I never liked the music. Did underage stuff. Uh, and like predator kind of stuff. Yeah, not a good guy. But it's time, Michelle. You got a Reba drum right in front of you. Yeah, we are definitely to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some things that we like to call questions. So lay down a beat on that Reba drum. My love runs cold. My memory has just been sold. Angel is a cinephone. Angel is a cinephone. Questions in a centerfold. Why did you choose this album, Sam? Because uh, you chose Foo Fighters for the second time not so long ago. So I was like, oh, that opens the door for Sam to choose more albums that he really, really likes. Well, that's not the first time I've done that. It was in my mind. And that meant uh, tool time because <laughs> it was tool time. I can't believe it took that long to do that. I actually did it with Fiona, and then there was a time where you gave Frank Zappa, and then I did Mothers of Invention, which was kind of doing Frank Uh, Zappa again. um, It's happened multiple times. So I got excited because I knew that since we had done the last... The last tool episode we did was real early in our podcast career. So... (laughs) Which is ending very soon. (laughs) Ah, so I was just excited because this album fucking rules, and I was excited because I know that uh, it was on streaming this time, and the last time I had to do it, it was a f- it was work for me. It's definitely easier to maintain. Absolutely. This time, what do you think? I thought when you gave me a Tool album, uh, you're gonna be fine with it. Like you knew, it, you knew it wasn't gonna be hard to listen to. Probably. I will tell you that my judgment prior to listening to it is the exact same. I was not worried. I wasn't excited. Yeah, yeah. But I certainly wasn't bummed. I wasn't like, damn it. It's just, I mean, really, it was what's on this Tool album? Because, like I said, I'm familiar with some, <laughs> but I've, I've always been more of a single person, like, song-wise. Uh, I like singles. Mm-hmm. I like tracks yeah. versus whole albums. Not not always, but... You do like albums. You just gravitate towards playlists and stuff like that. Always have. Yeah. And greatest hits and things like that. I don't know. It's just... I think it's okay. I don't need to be... It's fine. You don't have to... Uh, feel bad about it? I mean, yeah, you should feel bad about oh it, but you God. don't have to defend yourself. <laughs> well, uh, so, yeah, I, I it was basically what songs do I know from this album? Because it's, of course, going to be from the earlier days when... I'm probably going to know something. You're, I wouldn't imagine that you would pick something modern, even though you did say earlier you don't listen to them now. I don't. So if I did pick something modern, it'd be like, it'd be very. Let's see if surprising. I can do it. Let's yeah. see what I actually think. Because it's it's 
Tool is like Slipknot for me anymore. When a new album comes out, I do listen to it. And then I tend to go, not for me anymore. And that's fine I because so. I still have the stuff that I love. Like, mm-hmm. I can still say I like Tool. I don't listen to Tool anymore. Current Tool, but I still like Tool. And I loved that old logo where it was like a dick and balls, but it was a wrench. And I it remember said Tool. that. Like, I love that fucking thing. I loved it. Oh. I loved it. So do you oh, I like the album after this too? Do you know how many times you listen to this? I'm in the like thirteens. In the thirteens? Yep, I'm in the thirteens. I listen to it at least thirteen times. I've been jamming this album. I've been at work singing the, along with it, air guitar and pointing at things, pointing at people and playing air guitar, saying words like "cause you're a dumbass belligerent fucker." <laughs> to Mel. To anybody, even if they're just walking by the shop. If Rob, the detail guy, walks by, I go, belligerent, fucker. Well, that's fun. Uh, I got three in. Of course. Why do you say that? That's not always the case. Because it's my album. That's not always the case. If it sounds like this, it's always the case. Uh, I feel like I just wasn't as... uh, I didn't listen to much. Like, even podcasts I usually listen to, there were a handful of episodes that I didn't listen to this week. I think you also didn't get it to, like, Tuesday. Yeah, something so. Tuesday or Wednesday, and it's Saturday, so I didn't have as many days, yeah. and it's not something that I'm necessarily going to listen to multiple times in a day. Even though I'm fine with Tool, uh, I don't, I'm, I don't have that sort of a relationship with them. You're fine with them. You're just not. Didn't you have a past boyfriend that liked like uh, Perfect, Perfect Circle? Circle quite a bit? Now, he, does that irritate you? Oh, uh, is it because he like the, the band A Perfect Circle? Yeah. Not necessarily. I always thought that Tool was better. I always thought that A Perfect Circle was a little more annoying because it was just a little more like in his feelings. And for me, that just, it, it was fine. But I just also really like the heavy, heavier Tool songs yeah. too. A Perfect Circle doesn't do it for me. It's just too, you know, it's I mean, too it much of the Tool I don't like. It wasn't bad, but I feel like I've always liked a little more tool than a perfect circle. Me like, too. Didn't they have that like, Judith and everybody freaked out over and I was like, meh. Maybe. That's the thing. I don't even remember any songs by a perfect circle in case you want to look that up. I am. I don't remember what they even sound like anymore. Here's Judith. Yeah, I, I the, still this sounds similar to tool to me. Yeah, this isn't bad. I like this. I'd probably like it more now if I actually gave it a chance. Yeah, I still enjoy this, for sure. But I think it's because this... I think this song is one of their best songs. Oh, this is when I don't get into it. That sound. The more, like, ominous stuff? Well, I think that you get a lot more of that. Yeah. And I'm not as into that. Because just like I'm not as into... I'm not into his, you know, withered little boy voice. So when he does those slower, more like sad sounding things, it just doesn't uh, stick to me as well. Have you ever heard Pussifer? Yeah. What'd they do? The remedy. Here's this. I'm not in. Not into it at all. All right. So what do I think your least favorite song is on the album? I truly... Well, I think this is pretty easy. I think it's probably oh, Disgustipated. My, yes. You, you 
You got it. I really like it. I love... You like parts of it. I like doing the... This is mm -hmm. necessary. Because it is musical. It's not like you, you can't say it's not a song. Necessary. It's just not a standard life song. Feeds on life. And I got used to this kind of stuff because like Slipknot and Mudvayne, they would do these like... This in sounds very industrial songs. to yeah. me, and I've never been into that oh, sound Sounds like a lot of gears and stuff going on, but I think it's just them hitting shit with sledgehammers. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, your guess, my guess. Disgust debated. Correct. Boom. All yeah, right. Exactly. Got that time. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess your favorite is Swamp Song. Oh. But I truly have no idea. Okay, this is very, very hard because... I like this whole album, front to back, even Disgustipated. I don't stop it until I, when it gets done with the main song. Oh, and it's just that like one higher pitch and it sounds like you're outside or something? <laughs> yeah, which is like crickets chirping and stuff, which I forget. And actually today when I was welding that piece on my car and it got done and I was just, you know, still working. And after a while I was like, what's that fucking noise? And I'm like, I turned off the welder. Like, it's still there. What the Oh, God damn it. I hit pause on my headphone and it went away completely. I was like, you idiot. You've been listening to this. It's like the 13th time you listen to it. <laughs> You're still fucking messing with your brain. Oh, I really do love Swamp Song, but I think I've got to give it to uh, track number two and the second single. Ooh, Prison, prison Sex. Sex. Every, I, the message of the song, just like talking about something horrifying. The cycle of molestation. Do unto others what has been done to you, or done to me, or whichever one chooses. Like, when you actually think about it, this song actually makes me feel. Not just like, ooh, I like this song. This song makes me be like, what a horrifying cycle. Yeah. A cycle I'm glad I was never part of. Yeah, you're lucky. Yeah. And so, it's... And I, a lot of people are. And then... Yeah, I know. It's terrible. But other than that, I think his voice is the best on this song. I love the whole fucking thing. And the tone, everything about it. Okay. What do you think my most favorite song is? I think is? your most favorite song is Sober. It's actually not. Okay. Uh, it would have been if I didn't end up liking Swamp Song. Nice. Swamp Song is like my second. Very close second. I think I like the other one just because it's a little more... the word? This is a good angsty song. Yes. Like, if I'm not in a good mood, if I'm upset about something and then I heard this song, yeah. And I would lean into it harder. You feel every ounce of him thinking of one person being I like, so. you dumbass belligerent fucker. And I feel it. I mean, we all feel like that about someone at some point. Oh, yeah. And so. like I said in that Philly show tape, it looks like he picked one guy out in the crowd and just stares at him the whole time and just does like this and just like this hunting move back and forth but one guy's getting a stare well you I'm sure you weren't listening to this in 1993 when it came out do you know how old you were when you first heard this let's see it came out in 93 okay how, how old would I be in 1998 like 12 13 at the end of the year I probably started listening to this somewhere like 15 or 16. Okay. 15 to 17. I'll, I'll do that range because Bob was really into Tool. And then, as you naturally do, you oh, well, I start 
taking things from him because he's never around or or in my eyes he didn't care enough for them so i took them and then in turn i ruined them (laughs) but i remember getting that philly tape and i had both opiate and undertow and i was wanted to get into them and then i watched that video and i was like oh this is it and then that's when the albums really hit for me so so do you remember how you originally felt when you first listened to this album loved it since you were already on board with I the was band already on board yeah loved it uh would you recommend this album today yes to anyone well you know even your mommy not to a rap like you know what i'm saying anyone that would accept rock music yes i would and i would put this above any other tool album would you recommend it to our soon-to-be 15 year old niece since she dabbles in yeah, music I would. Like this I think sometimes. she should get into stuff like this because I think she's right at that cusp where it's time to like. I feel like she may have actually. She probably has listened to. Listen to Tool. Tool. I feel like she has. I feel like Beth had a post a yeah, while ago about I, it. Beth so. has probably listened to Tool around her her whole fucking mm-hmm. life. Um, <laughs> what if she doesn't want to get into Tool because it's like that's just my mom's band. <laughs> Some of that just sticks. Oh uh, yeah, your parents. Some of your parents' music is good. I'd I never say a lot of it that is. way about my mom's music. I either just didn't like it, or well, first of all, it's not their music. They had no contribution to it. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I I like. I think m- the majority of what I listen to is stuff that would be considered my dad's music. Yeah, absolutely. Or my like I a mean, lot of stuff you listen to the nineties. I would is be mine like too, my but... mom would jam to this shit Mm -hmm. like when you listen to your soul your soul (laughs) yes my soul Soul and r&b and stuff stuff that would have been on mojo that like so i think your mom want to dance to with your dad stuff that i like loved already from my mom and then i get with you and you're like oh you you love this stuff too I don't know any of the words. You have a poopy penis. <laughs> you like to eat it. You like to bend and eat poop off your, your own, own penis. penis. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's just some stupid thing I made up once. <laughs> Funny. All right. So would you listen to this again? Of course you would. Uh, but you rate this zero out of ten all over the rock and roll cats. I'm giving this 9.9 all over the rock and roll cats. Ooh, that's right on the cusp. Why not just ten? Have I given anything ten? Um, probably. If I okay, then I'm putting it as a perfect album. I fucking love this album. Ten out of ten. Even that last, maybe is the last song. Does that I'm take it down it. to the nine point nine again? No, no, I'm fine with it because when I had it, it was on CD and uh, it had sixty nine tracks on it. So once track nine got done, it cycled through until it got to track sixty nine and then Disgustipated played. So it was cool to me. 69 is still something you look at and you're like, <laughs> 69. So I understand. Um, I would not listen to this again as far as rating it. I would probably give it a six, maybe six and a half. Now a six. I, six is good. I'm happy with a six coming from you it's, on a rock album. It's not bad. Uh, there are some album. songs that I like, but the whole vibe itself as an album just really isn't my vibe. I, I can see that. It's a little too... My Down in the Dumps is something more... I, I don't want to say thought-provoking, but it's something that I can understand. Like I can't understand what he's saying a lot of the time. So oh, okay. I, I also don't connect to it as much if I don't know what's being said. I think your Down in the Dumps is a lot more based on... 
hating myself. Yeah, and my down of the dumps is external things I'm are affecting you. me. You're fucking with me. Get out of my face. Or just things. Just as like external forces are fucking with me and everything would be fine if these weren't fucking with me. So now it's pissing me off. That's my down <laughs> that I like. Because well, it's what happens to me every day. You also like Phil Anselmo, so that's also your down. Uh-huh. I do like down. Okay. Lysergic funeral procession. <laughs> Describe this album in one word, Sam. If you can. I think you can. Stellar. <laughs> How do you do what? Make me feel like I do. Is that what that song is called? Mm-hmm. How do you do it? It's better than, than I, I ever knew. knew. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking album. I haven't listened to that album in a long time. It's a good album. We did yeah. it on this podcast. Good. I probably haven't listened to it since we did it on the podcast. Probably not. If I, I listened des- to it before we did it. If I describe this album in one word, I'm going to say angst. I feel like he's working out a lot of his emotions, and anger is definitely one of them. So I think he's a little angsty. Yeah. I know from personal stories that this dude when he was like starting off he was known as the cranky weird guy so i think he was just working off some stuff yeah for (laughs) sure okay so we are finished with this album we are finished with the questions what we have next is uh this is gonna be interesting we're going to have a guest this is gonna be a first time first timer and he his name is Bo. it is b-o Body odor. <laughs> Body odor, Bo. I think it's Bowden. Bowden? I believe like his name might be Bowden. B-O-W? B-O-U? Oh. Bowden? Bowden? Okay. Did I say Bowden? You yeah. said Bowden. Sorry. Yes. I said it wrong. I was thinking of like little Bow Wow. Punch me in the face. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Yeah. We're having to guest. And what are we listening to, Michelle? So, this guest is bringing... I'm excited because guests never bring... Well, Kent has brought metal. Yeah, but he doesn't count. <laughs> He's my friend. This is a guy I've never talked to in real life. Only on through Messenger? Yeah, I've only messenger. met him once, but we chat a lot. We're, we're internet friends. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He's bringing some metal in yeah. his own form, of, uh, a unique form of metal. I would say so, because we will be listening to a f- all-female heavy metal band, <laughs> the heavy metal band Kitty album in the black <laughs> from 2009, not 2000, which is the one that most people are probably familiar with when they think of Kitty. Because mm-hmm. that's well, As soon as I went back and looked at that cover, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've only seen that a hundred thousand times. <laughs> For sure, as not being a metal kid, but being associated with a lot of people who liked metal. Yeah. I mean, if you went into one certain person's bedroom, she probably had 10 posters of them. All you had to do was buy a circus or a hit parader, and they had kitty posters in there. Yeah. Everywhere. And and Tool and Slipknot. Plus, Beth was into that stuff. Oh, God. So I just saw it for my sister as well, and my best friend at the time. It's so funny that everyone has a point in their life at least all the people i knew including you where it's like we have our magazines and that's where we get our pictures that we will horrifyingly decorate our room with <laughs> we just put tape on everything and piss yeah, our parents off yeah like i made a Corey taylor light switch cover <laughs> so stupid 
<laughs> it basically looked like his dick was the light switch. I don't like this. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, we appreciate you. you. We are stupid, but yeah, we have fun. We have fun. So, thanks. Thanks for having fun with us. Absolutely. And putting in uh, some time. Yeah. We, we were doing well on uh, shortening things, and then we've just been so long-winded lately that we're not... We're just normal time now. Yeah. Have fun, everyone. Thanks. We appreciate Bye. you. Bye. Dumbass! The name is Dumas. Hope it sucks you down. <laughs>